Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Freedom Through Faith. Prepare to be blessed as pastor and teacher Robert Thibodeau leads us into the anointed study of the Word of God, teaching and empowering you how to impact your world with the gospel of Jesus Christ, teaching you how to receive the blessings and provisions of God and how to walk through this life with freedom through faith. And now, here's Pastor Robert Thibodeau. We now rejoin today's message already in progress. And Jesus came walking out of that tomb in a glorified body, a glorified that that could walk through walls as he walked into the room with his disciples. And they were scared. They thought they'd seen his ghost. And he said, boys, it's, it's me. A ghost does not have flesh and blood I mean, sorry, flesh and bone as you see me have. Here, handle me. Give me something to eat. Because ghosts don't eat. Not that Jesus needed any nourishment for his glorified body. (laughs) That takes us back to Luke again, doesn't it? Man shall live by every word of God. These glorified bodies that we're going to inhabit and receive from God, These glorified bodies will have no need of food. I know that might disappoint some of you, but guess what? If you want to eat, you can eat. If you want to eat steak, you can eat steak in heaven. There's not going to be any need for it. How are you going to get the steak? You're going to have to create it with your own words because they're not going to kill any cow up there for you because there's no death. So whatever you're going to eat, if it's manna from heaven, you could say, man, this tastes like a steak when I was on the earth. And that's what it'll taste like to you. But it's going to be manna. You're going to eat manna for the rest of your life. You'll just be able to create it into whatever you want to have pleasure in in that area. Because it's the bread of heaven. Jesus said, your forefathers ate manna from heaven, but I, I... And the bread that came down from heaven. Amen. So we see Jesus in his glorified body. And Thomas wasn't with the disciples. Amen. And he said, I'm not going to believe you've seen him unless I see him with my own two eyes. Unless I stick my finger in the nail hole and put my hand in the side where they thrust him through with the spear. I refuse to believe. He actually said, I will not believe. His will was not to believe. Or to his will was to believe not. That's why in John chapter 20, 
Eight days later, Jesus appeared to them again. The doors being locked, he walked through the wall. That's what your glorified body is going to be able to do. It's flesh and blood. I mean, I keep saying flesh and blood. Flesh and bone. Handle me. You can handle it. But yet, when you're ready to leave, you don't even have to open the door. You just walk through the wall. Wherever you want to be, you think it and you're there. Jesus was on the road to, uh, those disciples were on their way to, what is it, uh, Armanus, I think it is. And, uh, you know, Jesus was walking with them, but had hid himself from them. They didn't recognize who he was until they got ready to eat dinner and he broke bread. And as they broke the bread and prayed for it, their eyes were open to who he was. And then what happened? He disappeared from their sight. Right? Because he didn't want them just to cling to him. He says he knew that they would run back and tell the disciples. Well, also, eight days after he appeared to his disciples, he appeared again and he turned to Thomas. Notice the disciples in, in here in John chapter 20, uh, verse, you know, it's 24 through uh, 29. Jesus, I mean, the word does not say that the disciples were scared this time. They were probably happy. Jesus, hey! You know, where the first time was like, Jesus, oh! That's why I say, you know, it's not, it's me. It's not a ghost. Handle me. A ghost doesn't have flesh and bone as you see me have. Well, here, now, the disciples were locked in this room. Thomas was with them. The door was shut and locked, and Jesus appeared in the midst of them. And then, after he said peace, or shalom, which means peace be to you, wholeness, completeness be with you, he turned to Thomas and said, Reach here your finger and look at my hands, and reach here your hand and thrust it into my side. Do not be faithless, but believing. Believe. And Thomas answered. doesn't say he touched him or thrust his hand aside. It says Thomas answered and said, My Lord and my God. And Jesus said, Thomas, because you have seen me is why you believe. Blessed are they that have not seen and still believe. Amen. You folks have the Holy Spirit within you. Jesus told the disciples, you know, not very many days from now, go to Jerusalem, and not many days from now, you'll be filled with the Holy Spirit. You'll receive the promise I've given you from God. We don't have time to go into the feasts of Israel. We know that when Jesus died, it was Passover. But it's also a high feast, which meant that the, 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 there was two feasts that coincided simultaneously. One was the Passover. Amen. The Passover is whether the lamb was killed for the people. And he died at the same hour that the lamb was being killed as a sacrifice for the people. Next, 
Three days after that, on this particular feast day, the was also the high feast day, is what the Bible calls it, was the feast of first fruits. That's where the the first harvest is ready for picking out in the field. And each farmer would be looking for that first fruit because they would cut that sheath and carry it to the priest. And the priest would wave it before the the Lord as an offering and recognition that this harvest has come from God to them. Jesus was resurrected on the day of first fruit. Amen. That was his resurrection day, showing himself openly that he had risen from the dead. He had defeated death. Nobody had ever returned from hell before. He had defeated death. Second Colossians, I mean, Second Colossians, Colossians chapter 2, verse 15 says, He triumphed over them in it, in himself. Jesus defeated death, he defeated hell, and he came out of the grave, defeating the grave. Every symbolism of death, permanent disassociation from God, Jesus defeated. God was not with him in hell. He had to go there himself. If he would have tried to respond to anything the devil said in hell, he would have been arguing with the devil. He remained silent. In the vision I had, he remained silent. That's why the scripture says he remained silent as a lamb. He stood there allowing them to take their best shots, but he was so pure they could not touch him. And when three days and three nights was over, the second that sun came up over the horizon, as soon as the first rays of light turned the darkness into the beginning of day, he said, it is finished and started to rise from before the throne of Satan. And they could not hold him there. They could not grab him. They could not command him to come back. They had nothing in him, just like Jesus said, that Satan has nothing in him. And then he paused momentarily in paradise and led captivity captive back to the Father came into his body, resurrection occurred, he received his glorified body. Mary and them came to the tomb and found it empty. The angels were sitting there testifying that Jesus had risen from the dead. They ran back, told the disciples, Peter and John ran to the grave and found it exactly as the women had said. Hallelujah. (laughs) Glory to God. Then he showed himself to his disciples, told them, go to Jerusalem, stay there until you receive the promise that that I gave to you. 
that will come from my Father in heaven. And the 50 days later, Pentecost. Pentecost was the next festival. And that was the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. They received the Holy Spirit at the Feast of Pentecost. Which was harvest time. And they received the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said, pray to the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth his laborers into the harvest for the fields are ripe and ready for harvest. And from that, those 11 men, because Judas had died, those 11 men have turned the world upside down according to the scriptures. Amen. Glory to God. And you, if you are a born-again child of the Most High God, saved through the sacrificial blood of Jesus Christ, you, my friend, came to know Jesus directly or indirectly through the testimony of these 11 men. One of them at least. Amen. Brother Bob, I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I was just reading the Bible and got saved. That's what the Bible is. A collection of letters written by these disciples testify to the power that works within them after Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. That's what the New Testament is. The New Testament was not in existence when they wrote it. Every time you read in the New Testament, see if I can just find one real quick. I'm just flipping the page. Uh, there it is. In 1 Corinthians 15. In, uh, oh, how about this? This is even talked about the resurrection. Glory to God. This, the verse I'm looking at is verse 45. So it is written, the first man, Adam, and that reference was to Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. Every time you see it written in the New Testament where it refers according to the Scriptures or as written in the Scriptures is always going to reference the Old Testament because that's all they had. They were writing the New Testament. Amen? So they could not say, well, according to 2 Peter 3.13 or whatever. No. Peter hadn't written 2 Peter yet. Whenever they say it is written, it's going to refer to the Old Testament. Glory to God. And as I'm saying here in 1 Corinthians 15, uh, verse 35. Some men will say, how are the dead raised up? What with what body do they come? That's what we've been talking about, your glorified body. Verse 36, you fool, that you sow, don't you know that what you sow is not alive? It has to die, which is what Jesus said in John 12, 24. Don't, in verse 37, that which you sow, you don't sow the body that shall be, you sow bare grain. It may be perhaps wheat or some other grain, but God gives it a body as it pleases Him. Hallelujah. And to every seed His own body. 
All flesh is not the same flesh. There's one kind of flesh of men, another of animals, another of fish, another of birds. There's celestial bodies, stars. There's terrestrial bodies, the moon. The glory of the celestial is one. The glory of the terrestrial is another. There's one glory of the sun, another glory of the moon, another glory of the stars. And one star differs from another in its glory or its brightness. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It, the body, is sown in corruption. It is a corruptible body made of flesh that is sown into the ground and is raised in incorruption. When it, when the body is resurrected, it will be a glorified body, incorruptible. There's no death, no decay. You see, in this natural body, the Bible says, the Old Testament says, life is in the blood. But in the new body, the resurrected body, our life is in Jesus. And He and the Father make their abode in us. That's the creation of the new man, the new spirit, the born-again man, while still living in, living in this flesh and blood body that is corruptible, we have a pure heart, a pure spirit. The temptation of Jesus in the flesh is not the same as the temptation of Jesus when he went to hell. Jesus was tempted in hell. He was tempted there. They were questioning him. Why don't you respond? Why don't you kneel? But they couldn't force him to do anything. And his will was to remain focused on the word which he had within himself. And remember he said, he told his disciples, that Satan has nothing in me. He was completely pure. That's why the devil couldn't hold him. No matter what effort they tried, they could not stop the resurrection of Jesus. That's why elsewhere in the scripture it says, if they'd have known what was going to happen, they would have never have crucified him. They'd have let him live forever as a man on this earth because it meant they still had dominion in the earth. But now, he offered his flesh and blood body as the required sacrifice. He was a seed planted by God in a corruptible body. And that seed that God planted has now come up into a harvest of sons. He sowed one son. <laughs> he offered one son on the altar of sacrifice, that cross. And he has reaped a harvest of sons. And by that I'm talking man and women. Oh, hallelujah. The harvest of God is about ready to be called home. Jesus said, these signs shall follow them that believe. And he goes through the list. And if you are a born-again believer, glory to God, forgive me, let me go back to 1 Corinthians 15 for a minute. The body is sown in dishonor. And it's raised in glory. It is a glorified body that is raised. It is sown in weakness. 
It's killed and put into the ground, showing its weakness. But it is raised in power. It is sown as a natural body. It is raised as a spiritual body. 1 Corinthians 15.44 There is a natural body. And there is a spiritual body. It is written, The first man, Adam, was made a living soul. And the last Adam was made as a living spirit. Howbeit, that was not first which is spiritual, but that which is natural. Afterward, that which is spiritual. The first man is from the earth, flesh, earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven. As is the earthly, such are they also that are of the earthly, in other words, the flesh. And as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the earthly flesh, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot, cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Just like corruption does not inherit incorruption. I'm showing you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed into the Spirit. For this corruptible body must put on incorruption, and this mortal soul must put on immortality. So when this corruptible body shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal soul shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. Hallelujah. Oh, death, where's your sting? Oh, grave, where's your victory? For the sting of death is sin. That's, let's go back to the torments in hell, like the rich man in Lazarus. The sin of that person is the torments of death. The sting, the pain of sin is death. Amen. For the strength of sin is in the law. And we don't have time to get into that. But thanks be to God which gives us the victory through our Lord, Jesus, the Messiah, the Christ, the Anointed One. Folks, Jesus defeated every demon and the Satan, the devil himself, in hell. They had nothing in him. There was no impurity at all in his spirit in hell. They could not make him bow before Satan. They could not torment him. They could not get him to respond to anything they were accusing him of because they had nothing in him. And for three days and three nights, he stood in their presence, giving them every shot they thought, you know, hey, let, me, let me take this rock and bash him upside the head. Every time that rock would get near them, it would just disintegrate. I mean, the, the, they would reel back in pain and terror in this vision I saw. He just stood there. And the first second, that first beam of light came across that horizon. 
he started to rise. He had looked up in the heaven. When he realized three days and three nights was over with, he turned his face to heaven and just said, It is finished. And he started to rise. The power that was in him, for he was the word, started to rise. And the power of God came into that place. And he triumphed over the devil in hell, over all of them, in himself. That's the point I want you to see from all of this. In himself. Now, if he was able to do that, if he was able to defeat death, hell, and the grave in himself, why can't we trust ourselves to himself, to allow himself to come into our very being. Hallelujah. That the sin nature that is in you right now would amount to absolutely nothing if you yield your spirit to his spirit. And you do that by asking him to come into your heart. Because when you do that, you ask God to account all your sins, transgressions, iniquities, everything, and put it on Jesus' account. To do that, just pray this prayer with me right now. Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me for me in my place that the chastisement that was on me that was supposed to be paid by me was put upon you the iniquities and payment of my sin debt was put on your account that you bore the chastisement of my peace you bore my sickness you bore my disease that by your stripes I am healed, spirit, soul, and body. Jesus, come into my heart. I ask you right now, come be my Lord, be my Savior. Take over my life. Order my life. Lord, give me direction for my life. And Jesus, I give you my life. Oh, hallelujah. Give your life to Jesus right now. It's written that if you invite him in, he and the Father would come and make their abode in you. Hallelujah. Romans uh, chapter 10, verses 9 and 10. Salvation comes through confessing Jesus as your Lord and believing that he died for you, and that the power of God raised him from the dead. Do you believe that? Confess it with your mouth and believe it with your heart. And you shall be saved. That's what the scripture says. So Jesus, we confess you right now with our mouth. We believe it with our heart that the power of God raised you from the dead. That you defeated death, hell, and the grave. Thank you, Jesus, for being our Savior. 
May all we say and do be for your honor, glory, and praise, and to the praise of God, our Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. If you prayed that prayer, email me at brotherbob at ftfm.org. Glory to God. That's all the time we have for today. Till next time, this is Pastor Robert Thibodeau reminding you God loves you, we love you, and greater is he who's in you than he that's in this earth. Be blessed. You have just heard a message of encouragement from anointed pastor and teacher Robert Thibodeau with Freedom Through Faith Ministries in Baltimore, Maryland. For more information on the Freedom Through Faith Ministries or to invite Pastor Thibodeau to your church, please visit our website, www.ftfm.org. That's FTFM for Freedom Through Faith Ministries. Again, that's FTFM.org. Until next time, when we gather together around the Word of God, be blessed. And remember, we serve an awesome God. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.